Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast of not living in regret. And I tell you, uh, I don't have a lot of regret this week. It's just been a wonderful week. My son is home from South Africa, which always makes a mother happy. And along with that, he brought his new fiance. Now, we actually, uh, my family, everyone thought he was bringing home a girlfriend, but I did know two weeks ago that he had put a ring on her finger. Excuse me. And that uh, he wanted it kind of to be a surprise, which was a tough secret to keep. I'm not going to lie. And, you know, we've never met this girl, and I've seen like two pictures of her. And you just wonder, oh, she's just lovely. She's everything you kind of hope you get in a daughter-in-law. She's bright and has a great sense of conversation, a great sense of rightness and awareness of the world around her. I honestly just could not be happier that in the future, hopefully a year from this month, I will be uh, calling her my daughter-in-law and I am very, very happy for them both. Unfortunately, then we get sort of complacent in our happiness sometimes and challenges arrive. So this morning, I get a call from my sister, and unfortunately, my dad's been taken to the hospital. So how do you react at all of these situations when it's up and down? Because it was interesting. I was listening to a quick... I had my bath this morning with my oils and things that help with my fibro and my arthritis pain. And I was listening to some YouTube. First of all, I was listening to a couple of David Garrett's uh, YouTube. He is the uh, famous, um, world-famous violinist. And he is just, he's just a bad boy, you know, the long blonde hair and he's, you know, the tattoos and he's playing to, you know, an entire filled Acropoli and everyone's in black tie and he's in jeans and, you know, a ripped t-shirt. But my goodness, you can't, the man is just talented and you're just drawn to him. He has one of those personalities. But I had to listen to him play Guns N' Roses' November Rain, one of my all-time favorite uh, songs, despite I'm not a big fan of the band, I'm afraid. Uh, My husband is. But I'm not really a rocker, but that is one of my just favorite songs. And he just nailed it. It was unbelievable. So I'm listening to that. And I was listening to Sam Crowley, one of my coaches, this morning, talking about uh, just making sure that you're resting and not stressing, especially this time of year. So are you? (laughs) The bottom line is my question to you is, are you? Are you stressing? Now, I've actually wanted to do a podcast on this because... It never ceases to amaze me how people get so caught up in the stress and the debt and everything around Christmas. Christmas, the reason for the season, people, is the birth of Christ. We have commercialized it. Christmas is about Santa now and all those things, but that is not how it started. And it is the season for giving. It is the season for family and for loving. And I always find it interesting when immigrants come to my country and of every different religion, but everyone celebrates Christmas. It's just one of those unifying holidays that it just doesn't matter. Everyone sort of celebrates it and gets into the mood. And I love Christmas. Okay. I am the Christmas crazy person and, uh, and, and I just love it. So, however, I am not a shopper. I find shopping for gifts very stressful. I'm not a shopper by nature. I don't shop for myself uh, like that either. I hate being in stores. I don't shop on vacation. So I am fortunately related to shopaholics. My mother is a shopaholic. My sister is a shopaholic. My sister-in-law is a shopaholic. And my other sister-in-law, kind of borderline. They all love to shop. Actually, it's really her husband that's the shopaholic, my brother-in-law. So I have this entire group on both sides of my family 
And it's been really difficult to finally just say enough with the gifts because honestly at our age, really by the time we were 40, what do we need that anyone can afford to give us? And the $50 limit, okay, you know what? I get an old, not an old, sorry, I get a pair of pajamas every year or something silly. I've broken the rule once or twice because I've seen something that my sister, you know, one of my sister-in-laws, I just, she had to have it. I just saw it, I had to buy it for her. Way over the $50 budget, but I, you know, beg forgiveness later. Um, in my side of the family, my one sister-in-law, she's a flight attendant and is in China all the time. We get a lot of fun jewelry and, and things that are kind of knockoffs or overruns. And unfortunately, my side of the family, that's not good enough for them. They don't like all that. So I have this whole stress where, you know, I'm trying to be budget wise and I'm trying to get everyone cool stuff. And you've got a group of people that don't like what you get them and are always complaining or another group that wants to outdo you. Wow, draw a name or just stop it all together. I believe Christmas is for the kids, but that's just my two bits worth. It took me about five years to get all the families to finally stop the gift giving. I have to say I, I did I did work on that actively, um, but uh, no one recognizes that now. They just come to me and say, you know, we've decided that we should. I'm like, great. I'm glad you've decided. Bring it on. Don't need to be right. Just need to change. So uh, maybe that's what you need to do in your life. Maybe you need to have some conversations with some people. January shouldn't be a month where the depression is so big because the debt is so large and the overwhelming sense of what have I done just to kind of keep up with the Joneses uh, or to do things that you really couldn't afford in the first place. Now, I am not a big one. I don't really do the Christmas cards and everything, but I love it when I get them in the mail. So if any of my friends are listening to this podcast, thank you greatly. I love Christmas cards in the mail, but I don't do them. Because we used to hold the big Christmas party every year. We saw you, like 100 people came to our home every first Saturday of December for over 22 years. Um, and so I just kind of didn't get in. I got out of that habit of doing the cards and stuff because I saw people. And I just figured that was how I was. You know, that was a lot of work, a lot of money, and a lot of work, and a lot of time. And that was my way of, of uh, giving and doing what I love to do for my friends and family. So yeah, the other kind of stuff I just didn't, I didn't bother with. But other people do it, and I just love it. So maybe that's, maybe there's other ways for you to give back in this season. But the big thing is you just need to control the stress. How many people, I'm asking you like my listeners right now, get sick in the month of December? You know now that it's been proven that 80% of illness is caused by stress. You know, they just, they realize that that common denominator is actually the factor that needs to be addressed. Not all of our immune systems necessarily all the time and, bugs and flu shots, we literally run ourselves into the ground. Our bodies weren't designed for modern day stress at all. Now, I believe in evolution, um, even though I'm a creationist, I still believe that we adapt and change. I mean, if any, you just can't look at the world around you and say, I don't believe that because that's just ignorance. That's like saying the world is flat in my world. It's just like, you know, come on, get your head out of your butt. Things evolve. Nature evolves. We adapt. That is how we all survive. That's how different blood types have come into being over the years. That's how animals survive and change. So who knows what we might look like in 100, 200 years from now, 500 years from now. But for right now, we're on that 150-year cusp of modern technology and living. Life has changed drastically from 1800 to 2000, and our bodies just haven't adapted with it. So we're dealing with a lot of health issues, a lot of stress, and we're just not designed for that. So give that some thought. 
know that your body is not designed to run at this pace. You're not designed to run at perfection. That's an illusion. And all the keeping up with the Joneses in the world won't make you happy. Okay, I know it's kind of a simple, simple concept, but that's really just kind of it, 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 how it is. So the other thing, too, I wanted to chat about, because I just found it fascinating in a very sad way, but fascinating all the same. So I live in a multicultural country. Canada, we are a melting pot, just like the United States. There is nobody that's indigenous to this land except the native Indians. We are all immigrants. We have all landed here from somewhere. Granted, my family has been here for generations, but... I have a British background, so does my husband. Because we're a British background, and that's who you know won the war and settled this country, our influence to the British Empire are very large. And it's funny, sometimes you just, we don't really even think about it until you travel. And then you go, oh, right. It's just, it's just what you're raised with. And whatever you're raised with, for the most part, unless you are an incredibly unique individual, is how you will believe. So that's why I, I encourage people to think outside the box and not buy into this the dogma that you were raised with because maybe some of it was brainwashing. I know some of it was for me. Well, my point here is that my new daughter-in-law is from South Africa. She is white, so she's an Afrikaans, what they call Afrikaans. And she lives in a country that has a history of apartheid. And now they have BEE, the Black Empower Empowerment Motion, um, Executive Directive that's running through the country and it's not working. That country has so much racism and hatred, it's not even funny. And the reason I mention this is that I was comparing it to our country because we sort of joke. There's a lot of vocal complaining that goes on in Canada and the United States about Im the immigrants. And when people are abusing our medical system or when the Asians come in and buy up all our property, we don't blame the Asians, we blame the government. But we all natter about it quite vocally. And sometimes it's taken as racism. And Actually, in the last 10 years, I get very upset with that term in my country because actually things have changed, especially where I live. It may not be where everybody else is, but the only racism that's practiced in the lower mainland is against whites and against Canadians, to be perfectly honest. We have so many minority groups here now, and they have taken up the mantle, and they're always screaming racism when they want their way. I have an issue with that. I don't have an issue with hating the people. Like it, we're, just, we're just not that way. And my little daughter-in-law, she's looking at this going, this is amazing. She's looking at these homes that aren't surrounded by barbed wire fences and people with guns because if you have anything in South Africa, you have to protect it. You have an entire ment uh, mentality of people that have been raised with no education. Without education, there is nothing. Absolutely nothing. In fact, she was saying how the, the country, the educated part of the country is laughing right now at the government because the blacks um, are all, are all uh, protesting about free education, free post-secondary education. 83% of them don't have grade school education, and yet they're lobbying for something that they can't even take advantage of. You know what that says to me? Manipulation. I don't believe it's the uneducated shantytown blacks that came up with this concept on their own. Someone's riling them up. And it makes you wonder, you know, who's doing that to keep unrest? Because what needs to happen in that country is every child needs to go to school for free and be educated. Every child, black, white, yellow, I don't care if you're purple, um, you need an education and and basic medical and that country does not have any of that their government is completely corrupt it is just fascinating to me talking to my daughter-in-law who owns a daycare over there that you literally the whole country runs on bribes the government is completely corrupt the police force is corrupt they will bribe you right on the street even even if it's just they pull you over and they want a can of coke like or a, a can of pepsi or something like it's just the stupidest little things but the whole government is corrupt and i just think 
we don't see that on the news. All we hear about is the poverty and this, that, and the next thing. That government, that, I mean, that, that country needs an overhaul. But she's so proud to be South African. She loves her country. It's just, it's so beautiful, she says. But the problems are so innate and it's so dangerous there. Out of her 10 closest friends, eight of them have been held up at gunpoint, tied up and robbed. Well, what happens in one day? That person that has been raised with no education and no value for life, and unfortunately it is the blacks that are doing this, it is not the white people, and um, just decides that human life today means nothing and he just puts a bullet in someone's head. So I have to say, Keith and I, as much as we are thrilled that Ryan loves it there and we're thrilled with our new daughter-in-law, we really hope they don't spend the next 10 years in South Africa. We would like to see them come home, immigrate here, um, her to come with him. Because we knew it was dangerous there, but when you talk to a local, we had no clue just how crazy it is compared to what we complain about. So we complain about the CRA, and let me tell you, everyone complains about the CRA. I'm sure the, in America we all complain about the federal government as well and the IRS. There's just, we people wake up. We, you just have, I'm not saying that we should let our system go to hell in a handbasket because uh, I don't believe in the lowest common denominator. But gratitude, folks, and working towards a positive uh, change and solution without all the bitching and complaining, without all the victim, would be would be a nice change, because there are so many places on the planet that just have no clue what it's like to live in a country like ours, at all. Like we are a complete phenomena to them. And of course, this young lady's never seen snow, and this is the, one of the biggest snowstorms we've had in years. So that's kind of exciting too. So it's actually just wonderful watching her watch our country through her eyes and and giving us feedback. It is really quite fascinating and uh, and quite entertaining. So yes, it's it's interesting because yeah, we have all these issues in our own country, but we just don't hate like that. There's just not this, you know, we complain that there's seven families to to a monster house being built in our neighborhood or that, you know, um, Asian money's coming in here and spending $5 million on a $3 million house and driving our housing prices through the roof and then not living here. We as Canadians hate these this, these behaviors. We do. Um, all of us do. Uh, but if you say anything, you're considered racism. Racist. Well, you know what? Racist is what's happening over in those countries where there is absolute, complete and utter hatred for someone of a different color and a different culture. Something I absolutely do not understand at all. Not with any little bone in my body do I understand that. I can understand hating someone for their action, but for the color of their skin or for their for their creed? No, I don't. I truly do not understand that. Okay, I've nattered on that enough, but honestly, last night I was making dinner and I was just flabbergasted with some of the stories. So think about, you know, who you are, what you believe, where you live, and uh, and take time for family. It's important understand that even with the things that you might think you don't like about your country, there are other places where we just do not truly understand how corrupt government can be, how hatred can drive racism to a, to just a level of absolute violence and, and don't get in a huge bunch of debt for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Cause that is just going to stress you out in January. Try and find a common denominator, a, 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 you know, with the people around you. Now, maybe you just love to, my niece just loves to shop. We're all having Christmas together. She's married now. And every, she's just like, well, who aren't we buying for? And I'm like, oh, sweet pea. I, you know, I haven't bought for my girls since they, all this, once the uh, nieces and nephews turned 19, they, they were cut off. I'm sorry. They were. 
um, except for special occasions, you know, maybe 21st birthday, weddings, things like that, graduations. But that whole, you know, gifted everything, that's just all cut off because there's younger kids coming up now. You know, there's grandbabies and godchildren. And then they'll be raised and then they'll be, you know, it'll be the next wave. So this pyramid can't keep growing and growing because, you know, a $500 Christmas now becomes a $5,000 Christmas. And next thing you know, it's $10,000. So you kind of actually have to, you know, create, I think personally, that you need to create some boundaries. And unfortunately, we get very sort of brainwashed into the commercialism of holidays and gift giving. And well, if you really love someone, there was a time when shower gifts were things for the kitchen or the garage, like small items. A shower was always something under 20 bucks. Well, I've been attending wedding showers this last year that people are giving wedding presents, uh, volume of gifts at showers. So we really have just seemed to have gone way, way over somewhere. And I'm just wondering who are we trying to impress? Or is it just, we have so much that there's just nothing inexpensive to give people anymore, even when they're young. I, I don't know. Anyways, I want you all to have a fantastic day. I've nattered enough and uh, please rest. Please gauge question why you're doing what you're doing, why you're feeling the way you're feeling and look after yourself because I hope I've given you a bit of a picture of what it can look like. And, uh, and we are so fortunate that at least in my country, and I know I have listeners from all over the world, including South Africa. Um, please have a wonderful day and just try and remember to be the light in the world. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.